0: In this episode, learn how to nail live video to become a content repurposing master. Hi, I'm Chris Schwager, and welcome to Video Marketing Legend. I believe one of the most valuable mediums in business is video. Videos that lead your audience and inspire them. Your journey to be a more purposeful and connected video marketing legend starts now. Well, in this two-part episode, we're going to be talking to a really interesting and wonderful personality. And her name is Rebecca Saunders from... Piermont studio and Piermont studio is a soundproofed studio space for video live streaming and photography. And it's located obviously in Piermont. Uh, and it's an old TV studio. It's been repurposed and rebuilt to be a hundred percent soundproofed and sound deadening. And now that's important. Very important because when you've got your executives going through their presentation and whatnot, you certainly don't want planes flying over and interruptions and that can really cause problems in terms of the viewer retention and, you know, them getting distracted and going off point and what have you. I've been out there and it's awesome. It's the real deal, right? So we've got our studio here in Marriottville, a little uh, master bedroom, which we do a lot of work from. However, Rebecca's space is really purpose-built for larger productions where they've got the full psych, they've got multiple colours that you can put through it, they've got all the equipment that you need, and it's really, really great um, at doing particularly things like summits and, as you'll hear from Rebecca, some events, which I think are just amazing in this day and age to be talking about this particular topic because we all know that 2020 certainly delivered its complications when it came to transferring real life interactions and events with people and you know for many of you for many of you businesses trying to then figure out ways to transfer that knowledge and that understanding into something that was virtual that people could consume from their home Or desk. What's good about the conversation that I had with Rebecca is that she really breaks down what it takes to produce a really good event. And you probably shouldn't be too surprised, but there's actually a lot of work. Anyone that's been through the video marketing process with us would understand that it's not just about switching on the camera. And likewise with Rebecca, it's not just about rocking up and reading some PowerPoint slides. It's There's a whole bunch of engineering that takes months in some cases to pull together. And there's really no better person to talk about this because she really lives it every single day but Rebecca. And I've known Rebecca for only a short period of time, but she's certainly been really helpful in having those early conversations conversations with our clients when it comes to virtual events because she is the expert in that space and she really does deliver a wealth of knowledge around how to do events both off-site at your designated location or in a studio or anywhere in the world virtually that uh, you need. So, it really just comes down to resources, time and money that uh, that really governs the quality and the scale of a production that uh piermont studio and rebecca could put together for you so as that's the door knocking and my daughter's just about to hassle me can I just have the iPad please? oh can you have the ipad sure 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 Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Ma. here's that episode from rebecca saunders love you, love you. what has been the challenge for 2020
1: Keeping up with everything. It's been crazy. Um, the, the demand in knowledge has been, for me, pretty eye-opening and very humbling. It was very much about keeping boundaries in place for me so that I could keep my energy to service the clients the most because helping people sink like swim when they're feeling like they're sinking in a new industry was really exciting to do but needed me to be on my A game the whole time.
0: Tell us a bit about your business. What does it do?
1: Uh, live streaming of virtual events, so big, large format conferences or uh, multi-day internal events that need to be condensed into virtual formats. We also do studio productions, so online course content, pre-recorded content for events, that kind of thing.
0: What is a live event?
1: Live event, well, there's three definitions. Uh, first is going to be your webinar or presentation, that kind of thing. The second is your live social content, so all the stuff that people go, let's go live, we're going on social. And the third is my sweet spot, a live virtual event is when you're taking a two or three day conference, it could even be a day conference or event or uh, symposiums or whatever you want to call them with their buzzwords, taking that and making it into a format that's two or three hours long, that's full of lots of little bits of content. uh, So the audience is engaged for a short period of time, rather than having to be at the computer for a whole eight hour period.
0: You mentioned earlier, just uh, the education gap, I guess, and what you needed to do to help bring people on i want to go deep on that because we're big on education at ridge films we understand that the knowledge gap is vast and people going from zero to any number of videos is a huge undertaking you know all the different steps and um, some of those of which you've already explained to us around the live stuff but how what are you doing in terms of educating the client to convince them i guess um, to nurture them and to make them aware that they've made the right decision in choosing you
1: i think for me i'm always I'm a sharer of knowledge. I love people, I love to talk it through. Um, I've always been from the get-go, someone that works really well with other production teams as well as my own. And, you know, I'm very much working with, it's all out there, share the knowledge, bring people along for the journey because if they can come along from the journey from the get-go and you can speak things and show them things in their language and guide them through that, it makes the whole process of, whether it's a video production or a live stream, so much more tangible for them to actually see how they're going to achieve that. So I think the biggest thing would be taking a step back and looking at where they're at, understanding what their comprehension is first, and then starting the conversation there. Someone really, I think it was Leanne Christie of um, Ode Management said to me the other day, really good way that's actually stuck with me. She said, most of the time as as business owners and entrepreneurs, we start at chapter three and just expect people to already be where you are. Sometimes you're going to start at chapter one And really sort of trip it all back. People you don't know some of the basics that you know as an industry expert. So taking the time to find out where they're at first really helps just guide them along because you've cared. You've showed that you cared.
0: So the video marketing legend's a lot about the activity, I guess, of video and the outcome of video. We often get into technical discussions and like to kind of steer it back to what really matters, I guess, to these businesses, and that is bums on seats, that's higher engagement, that's better result for the business It keeps up their response to the market. So tell me why you think, I guess, your service solves a problem for your customers.
1: It's saving them time, it's saving them money, and actually it's hitting their pain point. Um, and you'll hear me talk a lot about pain on the stuff that I'm talking about at the moment. It's actually not necessarily about saving them time and money that we think they are as business managers or marketing execs or whoever they may be inside an organization. What I'm actually preventing is them feeling like an idiot in front of their team members or, you know, that they're bored or something like that. They're bringing in a solution that they're guaranteed to work. So when I say guaranteed to work, I'm going to caveat that with when it's live, it's live. And what happens when it's live happens when it's live, but you're helping someone take away any fear of the unknown which then stops them feeling like they're going to be an idiot in front of the people that matter to them the most.
0: So let's go back to basics because I, I want to make sure that everybody who's watching is really clear on what we're talking about when we're talking about live video. Can you just go through and give us a really simple explanation of what that is now for, I guess, this year and moving on?
1: So that I would categorise it as there being three forms of live video. The first being your social lives, so Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, Um, Instagram live all of the social platform live content not really the stuff that we play in so we'll sort of take that one off um, of that the second would be your presentations and static webinars so think one person two person in front of a camera needing good audio maybe some fancy presentation slides if they've got them ready that kind of thing the third one which is the fun bit for me and I love it is taking two or three-day conferences or kickoff meetings or award sessions and turning what would be a face-to-face conference in front of hundreds or thousands of people and making it a digital experience.
0: So to clarify, we're not talking about the small LinkedIn live. Virtually anybody can do that. But when businesses are trying to look at uh, going live rather than face-to-face, they are really looking for a parallel experience, if you like, or an experience that that's simulates what they're audience would ordinarily get in a live situation so we're talking numbers we're talking thousands of people right so there must be some logistics in terms of getting that operational
1: there's huge logistics i think the beginning bit is actually going what's the purpose of this event and do i still need to run it in the same way so if we're taken to use an example of the event i ran on friday that would have been a whole day conference for an entire organization that was then turned into a two-hour live stream session. And instead of hour-long presentations where you're sat in a room watching them, they were condensed into seven minutes. And so what you've almost got inside these organizations is you've got to strategically and politely overcome the ego that says, you know, but I normally have an hour to speak about this topic. Yeah, I get that but your audience isn't going to sit in front of a computer screen for the whole day. We're going to have to condense that, be a bit more creative about how you present that content. And so if I think back to one of the first events that I uh, did last year, when people were starting to really, you know, jump into this and sort of go, I don't know what I'm doing, but I kind of know I need to go in that direction. I was working with organizations where um, marketing teams were going, I know I need to do it. I'm going to have to jump I Trust you. We're doing it. Let's go. And the C-suite of an organisation were going, don't quite get it. Don't understand why I have to change my presentations. Mm, I'll come to the live rehearsals, but I'm not really going to get involved anywhere up to that point. And then seeing the reality at the end of that, when they went, ooh, now I know why I should have been at a rehearsal, or now I know where my slides should have been formatted slightly differently than if they were on stage. So I think if there's one lesson that I've taken away from it, it's very much about getting the whole... The whole organization, but the whole influence, uh, the people that are influencing the decision to do the event or being involved in the event, getting them along for the ride from the get go. Like it's not a case of here's my USB stick as I'm walking up onto stage. It doesn't work like that.
0: So it sounds like there's a lot of preparation, there's a lot of onboarding, convincing, getting in front of the right decision makers and preparation. What is an average of event? Take in terms of time?
1: Um, I'm recommending at the moment that you do anywhere between eight and 12 weeks runway. And it might sound a little bit scary because people go, but it's just alive. Like, surely we can just jump onto Zoom or jump onto Microsoft Teams and it'll be fine. Eight weeks to plan all your content. You're planning conferences six, eight, 12 months out sometimes. Same principles apply. You're still doing the content, you're still setting the staging, making sure it's on brand, making sure everyone knows what they're doing, making sure it all hits uh, the objectives of an organization. So, all that sort of getting everyone board is the start point. Like that's week one and week two. You know, then you've got, okay, let's talk this through. How do we then promote that? Do we need different staging setups? Where do we hire that furniture from? How do we source all those things? So when you start adding all that in, whilst it may sound scary to anyone organizing an event right now or thinking about it, that's why you bring someone on to help you do that. It's a mixture between event organizing and live streaming and video production, three sort of skill sets that go into it.
0: So what is the process and how deep do you go? Do you go as far as prepping presentations and slides? I mean, just step us through the methodology to fulfil that whole sort of six to eight-week period.
1: So first, well, my role would definitely be as a production manager. And so I come in at the level of you've got this event, you know how you've done it in the past, you pretty clear that you've run it for the last 5, 10, 20 years the same way and it works. How do I then take that and distill it down into something small? So that could be part, depending on the organization, how you work, that could be a workshop together, that could be a couple of hours of meetings, and with the key stakeholders, and then dividing that down. And so what I want to do is get that done in the first week or two, because I want to understand what the content is that we need to be creating. So when we start understanding the content piece, then we start thinking about what are the fillers going to be. And when I talk about fillers, it's I probably should sort of mention this, but I take running a live event as so I'm you're, you're producing a TV show. There's lots of moving parts to it, so think about the advert breaks that come in, or think about the bits that mean I can play this video, which means my set staging here of a news desk can suddenly, in that three minutes, transform into a suite with a sofa and some and you know some armchairs for people to have a panel discussion. And so, so my head goes, okay, we know what the key content needs to be. Now, how do I fill that? And I'm filling it because I need to fill the fact that you've got to walk off camera and someone else has to walk on and a lot of moving parts have to happen. And so for the client, it's about, oh, the content's slightly different. I can get creative in that space and I take all the rest of it away. You know, all they've got to worry about is their small bit of presentation or making sure it's on brand. And we take the whole lot, the rest of it to make it run on the night. There's two or three things I do then sort of the week out. And that is making sure they come in for a dry run. So that's not camera training. That's very much just you've never been in a studio before. You've never done a live environment before. You're a little bit apprehensive and you're not quite sure how it's going to work. So instead of walking you into a fully set up studio space, we walk into a room that's set up with like stools and and tables and stuff in the position that people are going to be in. So we can dry walk through where you're going to walk and how that's going to work So, that when they come in on the day to do the live rehearsals and then the live event, it's not as daunting.
0: This is not a hack job. No. (laughs) This is a proper studio with proper professionals, crew, sound, lighting, stage managers, props department, I'm sure. Um, People, it's the full deal, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm running on a 10 person crew.
0: Right. So, this is not for somebody that is looking to you know, have a 30-person type of a thing and wants to kind of get it up and running in two weeks' time and spend, you know, bugger all doing it. I'm right saying, I mean, you're really you know, for it to, to work at its optimum, you're, you're really talking about, you know, this full-blown marketing campaign with video and the live component is kind of one. It's really going all the way through to, hey, how many leads did we get? And do you help measure those results for your clients?
1: Yeah. So a lot of the content we actually focus on is internal com- content. Um, and so it's very much around team engagement, staff engagement, how they found the event, debriefing on that, making sure that they get the key messages at the end of it. So very much manage and benchmark, I guess, the success of an in-person event. We follow the same process, but from a virtual perspective. So was it easy for them to all jump on and be part of the event? Did they feel included in that? Have they taken that away? Do they know where the company's going? Have they felt part of a team?
0: It seems like there's a lot of other video companies and production companies coming in just to use the space because it is fully soundproofed. It's a big space, big white site. They can do whatever they want in the space. You dry hire that out. But for the clients that you are putting these big events on, and I believe that it's about monthly that you're putting one big event on a month. Two a month. I've tracked oh, okay. that
1: because energetically, you need my full attention on your yes. event. I can only run two at a time. And the one day that we did last week took me three 14-hour days in the studio to pull off of essentially four hours of production.
0: Right. And what, who are the clients that you're working doing these events for?
1: Varies. So I've worked with software organisations, medical device companies, recruitment. For me, it's not necessarily about the industry that they're in. I look for you wanting to run an internal event that maybe would have cost you half a mil to a mil, cost you anywhere between... 35, 40 grand up to 150.
0: So we're talking about medium to large size organizations. These...
1: For the big fun stuff, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's put the brakes on right there because this is worth definitely rolling over to another episode. And if you thought virtual events was, hey, that's like pretty easy, right? Can't you just knock it up? Well, As you've heard, there's a lot more moving parts to it than you might consider. And Rebecca's a great little insight there to give you all the information you need to produce some kick-ass events for 2021. You definitely want to reach out to Rebecca Saunders and have a listen to next week's episode where we're going to unpack it even further. But I want to give you a little bit of a heads up because we're rolling out a new website and within that website is some learning material for you and I know it's going to be really great because if you haven't been able to attend the live video marketing workshop via Zoom, in the last 12 months, and you've wanted to get something that's a bit more in your time zone, a little bit easier, um, consume it at your convenience, then we're just about to launch the Power of Video Marketing online course. And you can access this by our new website, which will be launching this week. I wanna open this video marketing course for free for you fine people because your support over the last 12 months has been invaluable with us being able to grow this podcast and so for you guys for the database we want to give you an exclusive free entry into the power of video marketing online course trial it give me your thoughts tell me what you think pick it apart i'm keen to really get some constructive feedback on how we can improve it uh, what value we should be putting to it these are all things as a marketer we've got to put out there and see whether people are actually going to utilize it and use it and get something from it um, you know we wouldn't have done it unless we really believe that there's some useful information in there it's seven lessons 60 minutes of content in total we're going to keep that open for end of March before we start charging for it so If you're not seeing it live, hit me up, DM me, write me a comment and I'll make sure that you get priority access to the Power of Video Marketing online course so that you can trial it, test it, get it for free, get all the information you need to video market like a boss. Thank you so much. Let's tune in next week for part two of the Rebecca Sauners interview. Have a great week.